Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. At this point in your career, what fuels you? What more do you have to accomplish? Uh, I have a lot to accomplish. I don't have anything to prove. There's a little little subtle difference there. Monday edition of PFT Live. Full transparency, we had a fire drill there because Chris couldn't hear. We were trying to fix that. So I have no idea what Steph Curry said. He said something <laughs> while holding a trophy, something about what more he has to prove I don't know what it was, so I can't intelligently comment on it. Not um, that I would have been able to anyway, but at least I have an excuse. Well, like, sorry. No, I mean, it's real. I, I, I had nothing until, like, literally I just shook the wire here a second ago, and then it came back on. So I don't Don't know. shake it again. No, I'm not. I got it sitting there nice and pretty and still and everything like that. First off, Steph Curry last night, Mike, just to let you know, I don't know what he said either because I couldn't hear but the three-point contest was, was worth the price of admission if you saw it. He got some pr- pressure put on him where he had to put up a really high number to win. Uh, and and the kid Conley, the little left-handed three-point shooter, put the pressure on him. And, of course, Steph Curry came through and made the last shot to win it, so it was pretty cool. And uh, he's unbelievable to watch. He put on a show last night in the All-Star game, Mike. It was cool. Okay, apparently we have the quote here that he said, although any of you who were watching – heard it I didn't I don't have anything to prove I have a lot to accomplish there's a difference I like that because it was disclosed last week by hashtag Tommy that after winning Super Bowl number seven his wife Giselle Boonchin said to him what more do you have to prove and he didn't say that but maybe he'll now go back to her and say whatever Steph Curry said that's what that's what I believe because I still have more to accomplish. <laughs> right. So that that's the way to go. And it's not like Tom Brady's walking away. Apparently Steph Curry isn't walking away. We're not walking away. Even on days when we can't hear each other, we find a way to muddle through it. It's a Monday edition of PFT Live. We both got haircuts, although I noticed when I sat down and and saw that your hair was very, very short. When my hair is at its shortest, it's still longer than yours at its longest. Definitely. You're right. It's not, it's not even close right now. I, I just, it's, I'm every other week, you know, like I've always said, if you're going to have this haircut, you got to have this haircut. So it's not one that like looks good after two weeks, it starts to grow in and look weird. So I got to keep it tight. Got to keep it right. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Keep it tight. Keep it right. <laughs> do you do any maintenance on the sides of it, or do you just wait until you get your your visit with the barber every two weeks? Yeah, just when I go back, I I, I don't I'm not trusting myself with the clippers or anything like that. I have no way. So. I didn't know if you used a razor or what, because it never really seems to grow all that much. It, although it's very noticeable when you get it cut. Yeah, yeah, it's real so short right does. now. But yes, it's uh, it, you know, yeah, it 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 grows pretty fast. You'll be shocked, you know. By the end of two weeks, I'll I'll make notice of you again, like next week, and I'll let you know. Look, it looks long okay so enough of my hair I don't really want to talk about it let's talk about some football I go every three I go every three you go every two so somehow the planets have aligned that this weekend was for both of us but it may not happen again for there's someone out there who knows math much better than me to figure out how much longer it will take for this to intersect again 
Uh, not that anyone cares, but I'm just curious about that. And hopefully we'll both be on the air when that happens again. If we keep talking about haircuts, we won't be. Let's talk about football on this Monday morning. And how about the the news that emerged on Friday? Not that we, we were stunned by it, but it, it puts meat on the bones that were thrown out there now 11 days ago by Agent Mark Rogers, who represents Russell Wilson. And Mark Rogers identified the teams to which Russell Wilson would accept a trade, and of course, one of those teams, the Chicago Bears. Let's refresh our memory yeah. from last week. Ryan Pace, the Bears GM, talking about their approach to addressing fairly important position on any NFL team, quarterback. Right now for us, everything's on the table in regard to the quarterback situation. And, and honestly, that includes players on our current roster. That includes free agency, uh, trade, uh, the draft, and, and a combination of all those. So uh, we have a, we have a plan in place, and now it's about uh, executing that plan. So the plan is in place, and it's now about executing that plan. By the way, his hair seems to like bridge the gap Closer, between yours right. and mine. He I could go that. he could go in the middle, and it would be right. just kind of like phases because he's got the on top and nothing on the side. Anyway, uh, they are executing the plan. The Chicago Tribune reported on Friday that Plan A. For the Chicago Bears, top priority, finding a way to get Russell Wilson to Chicago. And again, the Bears are one of the four teams. If we had talked about this two weeks ago, we'd be like, oh, okay, fine. Good luck, Bears. No, wait, wait. The Bears, the Raiders, the Saints, the Cowboys, those are the four places to which Russell Wilson would accept a trade. So the Bears are in play, Chris. And we got nine days before trades can officially happen. That doesn't mean it has to happen that day. It presumably, well, I don't know, presumably, there's nothing presumably about any of this because I've said before, you need to wait until after June 1 to spread the cap hit between two years. Otherwise, the Seahawks take $39 million this year. The problem is they don't get the benefit of any draft picks this year if the trade doesn't happen before the draft. Yeah. If it has to wait until June 2, you don't get the picks unless they come up with some crazy kooky separate trade where they send like a kicker to see uh from seattle to chicago for all those draft picks with the you know wink wink nod nod we're going to trade russell wilson for peanuts later but i don't think the league would let that happen no you, you you got the timing so the timing is job number one and job number two is figuring out the compensation and then job number three is figuring out how to make it all work under the salary cap it just to me feels like too many moving parts too much to make happen too much of a cap consequence for the Seahawks. It's fun to think about, fun to talk about, but man, they got some mountains to climb to get this done. I mean, mountains to climb, yes, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just sick of it. They're ready to get rid, you know, get rid of the situation. I think that's the one thing that I, I just feel, and I think you feel it too, that it's going that way. Certainly, I mean, here we are, ten days later, eleven days later. You know, it's it's a real thing we're talking about here. That that's plan A. They don't that I don't think that like gets out in the rumor universe without that being a real thing. Like it's a tangible thing that there's been conversations and it's not just like preliminary. There's there's been some more than just preliminary talks. First off, I think Chicago is trying to make a move no matter what. You listen to some people that that at least I know in league in the league and league circles that are kind of in the know. I also think they're in the waiting for Deshaun Watson mode too. They need to make something drastic happen. Their defense is really good. Their offense has some pieces. We know the offensive line, you know, is is not great. Yeah, you know, Allen Robinson, can they re-sign him or who do they get at receiver? But it's not horrible. There's some other good receivers to fill in that roster. You know, there's good tight end play that they have there. Running back situation, okay, there's work to do. But the one thing that's killed this regime there in Chicago has been lack of quarterback. From the get-go, I mean, ever since Mitchell Trubisky tripped his feet a little bit after the double-doink year, it's been, whoa, we don't have a quarterback. How the hell did we pick Mitchell Trubisky before Mahomes and Watson? Why were we the team to do that? Holy crap, Ola. Matt Nagy, I can't implement my full offense with this guy in the game. All these issues. Let's trade for Nick Foles. Blah, blah, blah. That didn't work. They're trying to save their butts and make the team better. I think they are the one team I look at to like if there's any that's going to make a move for Watson or Wilson and Wilson specifically in this case. It makes sense. 
You know, and they got some good defensive players that, of course, Seattle might like. There's no doubt about that. But I also look at it like this, Mike. It's like it, it, it feeds two bellies. It gives Nagy a quarterback to go, okay, I can run my offense. And then within that, Ryan Pace, he's going to be able to sit there and go, wait, here's a team. Here's the quarterback. Now, can your offense go? It takes the pressure off of Ryan Pace, too, to where maybe, you know, he could survive. Who knows? So I think there's the politics of this whole thing that go into this situation to go with it. And I, I think this is still very real. And we'll just see where this goes over the next few weeks. I think a bold move like this does come with an opportunity to make the argument that that they should have time to make it work, especially if they give up a lot to get Russell Wilson. It, it, it's, it's not something where you've got one year left. Just the mere act of a, accomplishing that feat of getting Russell Wilson could buy them two years with Russell Wilson to really make it work, especially if they would have to wait until after yeah. June 1 to get Russell Wilson in the program if that's what the Seahawks insist on to get a deal done. And really, it's going to be up to the Seahawks. Look, if, yes. the, Seahawks say, if the Seahawks say, we want to do this deal, but there's no way we can do it before June 1 and take a $39 million cap charge this year, they know going in that they're not going to get any draft pick compensation in 2021 and the Bears are sitting there with the 20th overall pick in the draft and maybe that could be packaged with other picks and the Seahawks could move up or just stay put and get their next quarterback it then is is up to them to figure out what they would do with those picks but if they want to wait until after June 1 then then they have to wait until 2022 to get draft pick compensation for Russell Wilson I'm looking at their salary cap situation player by player on the spot rack website They'd have to shed some guys to raise the $39 million because they're about $5 million under the cap right now. They would need to come up with about $35 million and just pull it out of the thin air to find it to offset, you know, the Russell Wilson cap charge. Uh, but, you know, as it stands, he's got a $32 million cap hit this year anyway. So you take a $39 million cap hit if you trade him you only have to come up with an extra seven million dollars but if you get Khalil Mack as part of the deal yeah you need to have 17 million to pay him too so that's why it gets potentially complicated to come up with the numbers the cap space to make it happen but one of the things about the salary cap if teams are really motivated to do something they, they can, can figure do it, it out don't gloss over right. it but they can figure it out that, that they have people who are paid full-time good money to figure it out we're just kind of you know, shooting from the hip here, just looking at things that would stand out to us. But I, I have a feeling they could pull it off. Either way, they're taking a $39 million charge. It's either all this year or 13 this year and 26 next year, and they can find a way to make that happen and, and balance that out if they decide that now is the time well, to move on from Russell Wilson. What's your gut tell you? I mean, what like seriously, because, I mean, the, the Seahawks have two choices. It's like, hang in there, right, for what it seems like one more year with Russell Wilson and try to make it work. And, okay, it's, it's Pete because it, it, it seems like this is – it's either trade now or there's one more year and it's going to be a trade. It just seems that way. It seems inevitable at this point. So is Seattle going to try to make it, get, you know, one more go? Or is Pete Carroll willing to rip the Band-Aid off like we talked about? Yeah, and make this type and, and of if move. You, if you think it's it's done after this year, you're setting yourself up for a very dysfunctional year, right? It, Definitely, it's, it, it's going to hover over the team. Yes, every week, it's going to be part of every broadcast. It's going to be part of every production meeting. It's going to be part of most press conferences. Any hint, any sign, any reason to think that there's an issue that's going to be delved into, and it puts Russell Wilson in a tough spot. Because how do you deal with that over and over and over again? Well, do you put it to bed once and for all? And, you know, I think that's what they would have to do. If they decide to go forward this year, they need to come together, put together a great PR plan for how to put this to bed, Bill Belichick style. One press conference, that's it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to be asked about it. It's already been discussed. That's what you need to be ready to say. Anytime it comes up, it's already been discussed. It's already been discussed. We discussed that at the introductory press conference at the start of training camp. That's almost what they have to do. Otherwise, it will hover. And even if they do that and pull it off, it's, it's still, still going to hover. hover. It's, they're still going to be asked about I, yeah, it. It's it, still going to be. It's, it's going to fester 
until it's over. No, exactly. I mean, listen, and and I don't really care. I don't know how it's going to be on Russell Wilson to handle it. In, in my opinion, I mean that that's that's where I talk. He's the one that brought this out. You know, he's the one that went full scorched earth on on the Seattle Seah Seahawks organization here. So you know, it's him that has come out and said he's not happy. Seattle can just keep going. Talk to Russell. Talk to Russell. We we were good. We're giving him a you know a crap load of money. Boatloads of it. Look, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, the Super Bowl ended, and he decided to attack every aspect of the football team, basically. So that's on Russell Wilson and how he wants to, you know, just discuss this, whatever, and deal with the situation. And that's going to be a pain in the butt. And I don't know if it's in him to constantly just go, "Oh, we've moved on," or "I've said what I've had to say." I don't think that's in him. I, I don't think he's that kind of guy that's just going to draw, you know, that line in the sand and say no. You know, I'm not going to talk about it. He, he likes to talk. He's polite. I don't think he's going to give those type of answers. So I, I, I just feel the more and more we go here, if Seattle can just get something good in return and figure out who's going to play quarterback, because now that's the other aspect of this trade that we haven't hit on. You know, what's Seattle going to do here with the Chicago Bears if they do trade Russell Wilson there? What? I mean, Okay, uh, they they might, but they go Nick Foles and play running ball, run the football, do that. I don't know. He doesn't seem to fit exactly what Shane Cauldron wanted to do, wants to do outside, you know, coming from the Rams and all that. I don't think movement is is Nick Foles' game. Now, there's other options out there, whether that's the Tyrod Taylors, the Ryan Fitzpatrick's, the Andy Daltons. Maybe the Seattle would do that, but I can't imagine them being real, real successful with one of those guys at quarterback. Uh, not with the way, the way their team is built right now. And that's the thing I keep coming back to. You know, they've gone in on trying to make Russell good. The defense is not special. The offense is working, work, you know, in progress. And the team's not in a place right now to where you can just bring some uh, ho-hum average quarterback in there and think you're going to get it done. They, they're right now in a spot where they need that superstar. So I don't know where it goes. Sorry, what? Three what? Three things. Three yeah. things. One, first of all. I feel like for Russell Wilson, the bridge has been crossed and it's just a matter of getting the plan implemented between now and the start of training camp. And even though it's been quiet for the last 11 days, and I know, number one, there are fans who are in denial about this and that's okay. I would be too. I wouldn't like the idea of Russell leaving. There are people in the media who don't want to have a juicy story land in their laps because that actually might require them to work. So they act like it's a non-story. So I, just because it's quiet doesn't mean there isn't something happening because it was quiet, quiet for two weeks until the athletic story and the comments from Mark Rogers, boom, boom, and it all gets dusted off again. So I think there's something there, and I think Russell's I ready too. to do it now. He wouldn't be talking like he did. No doubt. He wasn't. Second point, right. point number two, it's not Shane Cauldron, it's Shane Waldron. Oh, my gosh. Although I think Shane Cauldron is a cool-ass, sorry, London name, I would like to be known as Shane Cauldron. I just like the sound of it. Number three, I I've seen others suggest – right that the Seahawks can't trade Russell Wilson to a team that can't include as part of the package the quarterback who is plug-and-play into the Seattle offense. So the Bears don't have anybody that they can trade back at quarterback, so like they can't be the team to which Russell Wilson is traded. And that's just – I was polite about it yesterday when I said that's kind of confusing. I'll say now that's ludicrous to suggest that. Anyone in the media – who would suggest that you must have the answer at quarterback that you trade back to the Seahawks, doesn't understand how football works. There are other places where they can get their quarterback. There are, free, as you were suggesting, they could sign Tyrod Taylor. They could they, they could evaluate any free agent that's out there. James they Winston. Could pursue a they could do, yeah. They could pursue, exactly. They could pursue a trade of any guy that's out there. You don't have to do it all in one transaction. You can take that 20th overall pick that the Bears send you, and you can see how it falls together there. And one other thing you can do, and I, I, I and and this look, this happened back in 2017. Who did they bring in for a visit, but not a tryout? Who was looking for a job at the time? And who were they concerned about adding to the team at the time? Because at the time, there were guys in that locker room that resented Russell Wilson, that didn't think he was as good as he thinks he is. Those guys yeah. are now gone. One of them is Richard Sherman. What if they had added Colin Kaepernick then? They didn't want to do it because they, they wanted competition at all positions except starting quarterback. Hey, th there's a guy who's out there 
he's a year older than Russell Wilson. They saw what he can do. They had to defend against him. If you're trying to find a replacement for Russell Wilson, would you rather have Colin Kaepernick or Nick Foles? I, 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 in that offense. Well, yeah. I mean, in, in, in Ka- Colin Kaepernick's prime, him, but I, that, that's gone. That's not reality. That's well, not well, going to happen. Well, but it's it's at least as you under as you look under rocks, that's a rock to look under. Sure. That's my point. I know. If you're looking but for another quarterback, there's plenty of guys out there. There's guys you out there. You don't have to have it as part of the trade. That's my point. I, the idea that it has right. to be part of the trade is ludicrous to me. No, there is, you're right. And, you know, I don't. can you work out a three-way trade? Is there something like that? There's those possibilities. Hey, you talked about the number 20 pick. I don't know if there's going to be anybody there, you know, worthwhile for them right now. You know, at, at that, I don't know. What do you gonna, think of your six yeah, guys? Right. Because last week you suggested all six of them are going to possibly go in the first round. Yeah, I think the five for sure. I think fall. Trey Who Lance will still be there at 20. Well, I think Trey Who's Lance is the guy that will be out of the first round. So when I look at the first three, I think all first three are top ten picks. That's for sure. When you just talk about Wilson, Lawrence, and Mac Jones, I think they're all top ten picks. Like we discussed, Mac Jones, to me, is clearly a better prospect than Tool was coming out, and he was the number five pick of the draft. And I'm not saying that to put down Tua. I'm just saying Mac Jones is a top 10 pick. I think Kellen Mond is in that next group, right, to where maybe he could be there around 20. You know, again, I'm not – Kellen Mond's first-round talent to me. I'm not backing off of that. What I see on film and everything I see, it, it pops off. I don't know what there is not to like about the guy. You know, all these people who wanted to jump on Johnny Manziel and him coming out of Texas A&M, I want to go, this guy is like – Light years better than him. His game translates better than the NFL. So he or a Justin Field or, or a Fields, Justin Fields could be there. I think those are the two guys you would look at, right? And hey, they could make it work with either one if they wanted to play that type of football. Justin Fields, you could really play, you know, run the quarterback, Cam Newton, what we saw a little bit with the New England Patriots type offense, because he's that kind of physical specimen. So you could do that. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe. But here's the, like, the other thing. You know, yeah, the quarterback thing, you're right. They can figure that out however they want to. If they really want to just get this done and not deal with Russell Wilson and get it over with, they'll figure it out. And this is a team that I don't think is all scared necessarily to play without the quarterback. I, I don't think they are. You know, just their history would tell me that they think they can do it other ways playing that game. But here's the other thing too, Mike, that I just bring up. Like if you're the Bears – Right and your ownership and all of that, and you know that this could be it for Pace and Nagy. Are you going to give them the green light to just go trade whatever future assets you want so we can screw over the next regime that comes here just in case too? That's another aspect I think of this as well, where at least if I'm ownership or in charge there in Chicago, I, I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on that to go, wait, wait, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't want to just totally... Right you know, open up the cupboard here and have nothing to just go all in to so- save Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy as we go forward, too. And I think that's another aspect that, that needs to be tossed around a little bit. Here's the question. Yeah. Here's the question. Right. Is Ted Phillips, who's been the CEO of that team since 1999, right. is he in danger along with Nagy and Pace? Because any time that the job security comes up, the coach and GM now. I mentioned Ted Phillips because he's in one of these jobs where you get a pass. Yeah. You are part of the football operation. You're responsible for hiring the GM and the coach, but you aren't accountable like they are when things go sideways. What have the Bears really done since Ted Phillips became the team CEO? So if he believes that he'd be part of a house cleaning, yeah, and he still has influence over George McCaskey, the chairman of the team, and I assume that Phillips does or he wouldn't be there, then Phillips can persuade George that let's do this Russell Wilson thing. And, of course, when you're talking about that level of communication, it's far more subtle, it's far more nuanced. But I think that that Phillips, if he's in the pace, naggy, yeah, I may be the in, on the endangered right. species list, right. <laughs> and I right. may go with them then then he can try to push it through. If he is safe on the other side of the get-fired firewall, that's when Phillips could say, well, we know what you're really trying to do here. You're just trying to, to delay the hatchet by a couple of years by making this big splash for Russell Wilson. But the other side of it, Chris, they haven't had a great quarterback. No, I know. 
in decades. I know. They tried to get Jay – well, they did get Jay Cutler. They hoped he was going to be great. He yeah. did set some franchise records, but yeah. what did he ever really do? Right. They still haven't had that great quarterback since Sid Luckman. Some would argue that Russell Wilson walks through the door as the greatest quarterback in the history of the Bears organization. Of course, he'd have to prove it in a Bears uniform. And uh, so, I, look, I can understand why the Bears would want to do it. How often is it that a franchise quarterback, shortlist, one of the best quarterbacks in football, wants to play for you? When that happens, yep. I think you owe it to yourself to see if you can make it happen. No no doubt. I don't disagree with that at one bit, certainly. And it is a, you know, as far as just fanfare, propaganda, whatever, you're right. Chicago is going to be so excited. You know, the, the assets that go out the door and things like that are just going to be swept under the rug because they're going to go, man, we got Russell Wilson. We got a guy here. Finally, all these years, we've been watching damn Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's had all this great luck at quarterback and everything like that. And here they got a guy like that. Uh, I mean, that would be huge news. Yes. And I, I, I still think, you know, keep our eye on this because I really think. Chris, I got a quiz for you. Yeah. I got a quiz for you. I got a yeah, question for you. Right. Over under style. Over under style. Yeah. Number of quarterbacks drafted by the Seahawks with Pete Carroll and John Schneider in Seattle. The over under is 2.5. Oh, you're saying so how many have they drafted? Under uh, you're at 2.5 since they've been there. Let's see. So, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here. Man, I feel like he's the only one they've drafted. Am I correct? No, there's one more. Alex McGuff, Ooh. 2018, seventh round. I wouldn't have That's the that. only guy that's yeah. been drafted since Russell Wilson at quarterback. He's also on the roster, along with Danny Etling and Geno Smith. Safe to say none of those three guys will be the starting quarterback in the event that Russell Wilson is traded. But really, isn't that odd that Pete Carroll has insulated Russell Wilson from any type of real competition that, that – this is the coach who preaches compete, 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 ones against ones. We're always competing. We're always looking for the best, except at the QB1 position. And they're going to pay for that because they don't have a guy that you could turn to and say, we'll just bump him up. You know, how many times do we see a guy get get injured? And, well, we, well, we have a guy in our system. He's ready to go. We've been grooming him. They don't have anybody they've been grooming. No. So that that exacerbates the problem for them as they try to find a replacement, if they end up having to find a replacement, if Russell Wilson gets traded. It's not going to be easy, but it's not impossible. And again, it doesn't have to come from the Bears. It's not like they're going to sign Mitchell Trubisky and send him to Seattle as part of this. And look, Seattle could sign Mitchell Trubisky. He's going to be a free agent. You mentioned Cam Newton. They could sign Cam Newton for crying out loud if I they know. wanted There's to. There's lots of and avenues they've seen, they can go. They've seen Cam Newton at his best because they've faced him in the playoffs at his best. Yeah, I, I I don't think that's a crazy thought either. Again, that goes into, you know, I think that fits a little bit of way maybe Pete Carroll would want to play football to a degree. Run the ball, control the clock, everything you saw New England do with Cam, Cam Newton last year. And, of course, yeah, Cam had some flaws throwing the football. He'll fix them. He's going to get back. I don't doubt that. It was a weird year last year. For everybody that thinks like you're going to continue to see Cam Newton like miss 10-yard outs on the left and the right, like that, it's not going to happen. He still can make things happen. So, yes, there's options out there. It's just about do they want to take that cap hit like you're talking about? Do they want to be done with it, which I really feel like they do because I just don't think Schneider and Pete Carroll are the type that want to deal with this type of crap. I never have thought it. And then, you know, just we go back to the rumors back when his contract was coming up and the things you heard there. I just don't know if there was ever a full-fledged, we're all in love affair for Russell Wilson. I think there was reluctancy to pay him. There's obviously reluctancy to just go all in on him on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we know that. That's why we're here and talking about this right now. And, I, you know, I, I just I won't be shocked. And here sometime in the next five or six weeks, all of a sudden we just wake up one morning and he's gone and he's out of town. Two quick points before we pivot. One, yeah. when he signed his last contract, it paid at the time the highest average that any quarterback or any players ever received in the NFL, $35 million. Remember, after all that stuff with Jimmy Fallon and they planted the question about do you, do you want to be the highest paid player in NFL history like Jimmy Fallon is paying attention to this? Huh, good question, Jimmy. Good, That's a great question, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you for reading it off the card that we gave you before the show. I was told at the time, that was the last contract Russell Wilson was signed with the Seahawks. Yeah, and yeah that probably pissed later, him off right there. Closer and closer to yeah. it. And uh, um, also, 
Number three, Russell Wilson's preferred number. Although he wore 16 at NC State and Wisconsin, three has been his identity since 2012. Retired by the Bears, Bronco Nagurski. Another one of these issues that we may have. Although George McCaskey, the chairman of the Bears, said six, seven years ago that they, they may have to start unretiring numbers. They have 14 of them. And if they do, the first one would be number seven because that's George Hallis's number. The rare confluence of family members who can give their blessing and football team who can issue the numbers. The Hallis family can say number seven is coming back. Maybe that would be Russell Wilson's number. Put him in number seven, the George Hallis number in Chicago. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo in the news as he continues to be on the 49ers roster. $25 million total compensation package for 2021. Greg Bedard recently suggested, this news came to us by way of our friends and colleagues at NBC Sports Bay Area, that plan A for the New England Patriots at quarterback is to find a way to get Jimmy Garoppolo. And frankly, Chris, I think they can get him simply by sitting and waiting. You're not going to trade for a $25 million compensation package. Same as Tom Brady. You're not going to trade for that. Nobody's going to pay him that this year. So you sit and you wait for Jimmy Garoppolo to get cut. And you know what? If there's a way to let Don Yee, agent for Garoppolo and Brady, know that there's a landing spot in New England, if he does get cut, then that emboldens Yee and Garoppolo to say, we're not taking a pay cut if you want us to take a pay cut. You're just going to have to cut me. So there's a path. It's not all that complicated. Does it make sense, though, for the Patriots to roll out the red carpet for the guy they traded to San Francisco four years ago. Well, I, I want to say this right off. I mean, yes, that makes sense. I don't doubt that, that New England wants Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you're crazy, though, in thinking that they're just going to give cut Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not going to just cut him. Well, they got to have somebody else, a quarterback. Who are they going right, to have? Right, That's okay. what I'm saying. If they wait, they okay. wait. wait. Wait for your guy Kyle Shanahan to right. get Sam Darnold or someone else that they regard as an upgrade, and then that's when they cut Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. Ted, Ted, Teddy Bridgewater. They're making calls about Teddy Bridgewater I, reportedly. I get, so I, the bar I apparently is low, I, I, all due respect. No, well, yeah, like we talked about, yes. I mean, that, that one was the one that shocked me, certainly. And if I was Jimmy G, that'd be the one that I'd be like pissed at, like we talked about last week a little bit. The 49ers, like, they got three options to me. This can go three ways, right? And because I think if we're going to talk about Jimmy G in New England – we got to talk about what the hell the 49ers are going to do right. to have a quarterback, right, to, to give him to, to New England and make that happen. Chris Sims coming out of retirement. Well, yeah, Three yeah. years younger than Tom Brady. <laughs> yep, and a lot worse, so that nobody's going to want me. Um, but the 49ers, I mean, of course, they could keep Jimmy G and then just find a backup for insurance. They could go that route. I, I don't think that's dead yet. I wouldn't. Would you pay him $25 million? I, I wouldn't love that, but I, I think with that contract right now, this day and age, for a guy that, you know, wins football games, I don't think it's crazy. I could swallow that if I'm... He, he, wins. he wins when he plays. I know. I get that. I understand that. But I think the contract 22 itself wins. Chris, the, 22 wins, 23 games missed. I, I, I got you all, all the way. The, but so if they keep them, okay, I don't know. Maybe they can squeeze them or do something like that if they want. But either way, they need the backup if they do keep them. They need somebody viable. No more like, uh, you know, Johnny, we don't know your name and you're not that good, so you lose games for the 49ers. You got to get somebody else, like, credible behind them. So there's that option. Then there is the um, – they could do the draft. You know, they're sitting there at number 12. I don't know. I don't. That's going to be risky. That's going to be no man's land. I don't know if you'll get any of the top three guys there. So you'd probably have to maybe trade up and do that. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. I don't look at that. The 49ers are kind of in like win now, right now, this second mode. Do they really want to bring the rookie in and do that? I know Shanahan's a mastermind and all that, and he could probably still win a lot of football games that way, but there's going to be, you know, some bumps in the road and all that. And then the last thing is, what I'm thinking is going to happen, that the Jets are looking at Zach Wilson and Mike LaFleur's going, wait, my brother Matt LaFleur's in Green Bay and he's got Aaron Rodgers. And wait, the guy that might be here at number two and I expect to be at number two, he plays just like Aaron Rodgers. And oh yeah, I'm going to run the same offense my brother runs up in Green Bay. So I would think that that would leave Sam Darnold on the table. And in my heart of hearts or of anything, I, I, I could see that happening. That now Darnold, just like we saw with the Lions-Rams inside deal, coaches and people that move from one organization to the other, that that conversation happens. And he goes there, and now New England and the 49ers also have history together. 
Shanahan and Belichick. We know there's a respect thing there. I mean, there's been it's been widely documented. So I think when you connect the dots right there, you just go, it's almost like too obvious not to think it's going to happen, honestly. Right. Well, and you could see Garoppolo agreeing to a restructured contract as part of a trade sure. that would send him back to New England. And uh, if he's going to take a haircut, at least he controls his destination. He goes to where he and, and he doesn't go through the indignity of being cut. I think there's value in that from an sure. ego standpoint for Jimmy Garoppolo. But yeah, look, I hey, I we suggested this as it related to Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes, the Lions GM now coming from the Rams where he was the director of college scouting, certain amount of gratitude for being put in a position to get that job. So you you provide the the out for the Rams, for Jared Goff. And you know Jared Goff. You like Jared Goff. They want to move on from Jared Goff. So you take Jared Goff and give them Matthew Stafford. And you also pick up a couple of first-round picks and a third-rounder. It's not like the Lions gave away Stafford. Yeah. But having that relationship and having that that level of, I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for you, there's that, that sense of loyalty and gratitude that can maybe grease the skids for getting a Darnold to San Francisco deal done right then allowing for for the for the 49ers to show their gratitude to the Jets by helping solve the Patriots dilemma at quarterback Seriously. and sending Garoppolo back to New England well the other thing too with like the cut situation too that just comes to my mind here and where I don't think you know there is you got New England of course who has history with Jimmy G we know that then there's Houston down there and depending on what happens to Sean Watson Listen, they're running the New England system there. They've kept the same staff or the same guys, you know, on that offensive side of the ball. So they're and Nick Casario, of course, was in New England as well. So I would think they're a team that if they do trade out to Sean Watson, maybe they're another team that gets involved and goes, "Hey, can we get a three-way three-way trade here? Can we figure this out?" So that's where I don't envision a Jimmy Garoppolo cut. If it's played right, they should be able to trade him and at least get something, even when we know it's inevitable that, yeah, they, they've they've moved on or they're making a move for Sam Darnold or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with everything you're saying, and it just feels like something that that quite possibly will happen, could happen. Maybe they hold on to Garoppolo until after they draft someone, if that's what they decide to do, because if you know if you've traded garoppolo to new england then you've told the world you're looking at the first round for a quarterback i'm i'm thinking back to that where they sit at number 12 and yeah. if they're trying to trade up you know all the stuff there's you're right there's different ways they can approach this and uh it all comes down to what number 1 Kyle Shanahan thinks of the incoming rookies number 2 what he thinks of the other available options and right. number 3 what he truly thinks of Jimmy Garoppolo not the stuff that he says publicly but the stuff that he believes in his heart of hearts that same heart that caused him to turn Jimmy Garoppolo into Bob Greasy from the first drive of the third quarter of the win over the Vikings in the 2019 playoffs through the end of the NFC Championship game where it was I'm not giving you the keys to the car we're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Now, at some point between then and the Super Bowl, they trusted Jimmy Garoppolo again. But that's the question. Do they trust him to run the offense? Do they right. trust him to stay healthy? Do they trust him to pay him $25 million yeah. for this year? I think that you can't answer all three of those questions yes. Uh, no, I, you're right. You can't. Well, and, and that is the reason we're talking about this right now. Because when you can't answer all those three yes, that's when you're not sure and you do look for an upgrade. And, of course, the biggest one is, like you've talked about, just the availability. That's scary in itself. That is. I mean, that's scary to coaches. I, I've been in, you know, teams, locker rooms, and things like that. I mean, coaches are talking about that, you know, in closed door in closed rooms, you know, about the quarterback. Can he stay healthy? Can we depend on him? All of those type of things. So it's a real issue. There's no doubt about it. We'll see where it goes. I mean, that's going to be another one that's going to be interesting. And that's where we need a few of these dominoes to fall to figure out who the hell's where this year playing quarterback with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and all of this stuff. Yeah, for all the expected movement of the quarterback carousel this year, there still hasn't been much. No. But, but we're nine days away from the start of the new league year, and that's when all sorts of crazy things will happen, and that's when we'll start to get some clarity because teams that are looking to address their quarterback needs aren't going to sit around and wait and wait and wait. 
Is Deshaun Watson going to be traded? Is Russell Wilson going to be traded? Is this guy going to be available? They're going to go find their guy and go forward with their plan for 2021. Otherwise, they end up with a C-level or D-level quarterback for 2021, and that's the kind of thing that can get guys fired. All right, let's take a break. When we return, the Jaguars don't have to worry about trying to find a quarterback. They have the first overall pick in the draft. They run the board. Urban Meyer had some praise for the presumptive number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. We'll talk about that when PFT Live continues right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's Trevor Lawrence at his pro day workout. Urban Meyer, coach of the Jaguars, was there. And he stayed in fairly close proximity to Trevor Lawrence during the workout. You can see him in the white on the right there. Urban Meyer recently told Jaguars.com that he wanted to hear the ball come out of Lawrence's hands, and he also wanted Lawrence to feel Meyer's presence. That's part of the pressure that they put on the players. I'm there. I'm watching. What are you going to do under the pressure, Trevor Lawrence? And he passed the test. He very well could have. Oh, and this relates to the decision of Trevor Lawrence to go forward with the pro day workout, even though he needed shoulder surgery on his left shoulder torn labrum he very well could have said I'm not going to throw I'm not going to go and you guys take me or not I'm that good he said let's go give me the ball let's go seven days later he was on the field throwing most kids I would say would not do that no most kids kids would do that coach Meyer that's what they need to understand and this is all part of the entertain us complex that that is part of the pre-draft process people get indignant when incoming draft picks make business decisions god forbid you don't give us that two hours of tv coverage of trevor lawrence throwing the football god forbid you don't show up and show us how willing you are to compete even though you've got nothing to gain and everything to lose most kids would do it most kids are conditioned to do it most kids won't push against that momentum that says go show us that you love football go show us that you love to compete i'm waiting for the guy Who's willing to say, hey, I got I need surgery. I'm not doing it. You want to draft me? Draft me. If you don't, let the Jets draft me. Either way, I'm I'm not doing anything more. I've already done my free work for my life. Anything moving forward, I'm only doing after I get paid, Chris. Well, Mike, I, I mean, I hear you. I do. But I mean, you said it. I mean, this the football players aren't wired that way especially the really good ones, definitely. So he felt like, hey, my shoulder's okay. It's my left shoulder. I'm not that worried about it. You know, okay, you know, they want to see me work out, see me in person, do those type of things. He knows he's got talent, and I think he's got great self-confidence and self-belief and everything like that to where he just went, hey, this is what I do. I go back and throw rifles around the football field. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's not that he needed to do it, but it just gives Jacksonville one more piece to just go, okay, this kid's everything we thought. He just, you know, didn't bat an eye, wanted to do it, didn't feel the pressure of Urban Meyer, you know, breathing over his shoulder. Not that they really needed it. You're right. But 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 if he did, let's let's say yes. this. Let's say this. Right. Let's say that he showed up that day and his shoulder was bothering him. 
Let's say that he was having trouble putting the velocity and the sound on the football that Meyer was trying to hear. Let's say that the presence of Urban Meyer, mask on, nose out, behind Trevor Lawrence, messed with his head and, as you would say, crapped down his leg as a result of it. Now everyone's saying, oh, what are we? Oh, Trevor Lawrence may not be the top prospect. Maybe he's not the guy we thought. That's my point. Everything to lose, nothing to gain. And the praise from Meyer is a lie. That's what bothers me. Most kids wouldn't do it. That is baloney. That is bull crap. Every kid does it. And this just reinforces it. You're praising him for doing something that you wanted him to do. Most kids wouldn't have done it. No. Everyone does it. They all check the box. They're all wired that way because they've been wired that way by coaches who always want more and more and more and more. And God forbid you make a business decision, then you're a butthole, and yes, I almost said the other word. Well, even if he did do that, I don't think it would have been used against him. I still think he'd be... Jackson it wouldn't have been. No, that's no. the thing. Okay. It, no, if he, if he would have said... Wait, you're saying if he would have had a... If he would have crapped down his leg no. and had a bad workout, no, if that would have been he did that, Well, if listen, Mike, there was, there was nine ifs there, so let's go down if lane, okay? Here we Two go. Two ifs. Two if, ifs. Okay. Oh, let's do this. If his Low shoulder charge. was not feeling well when he got there, I'd hope right. he'd have the brains to go, you know what? It doesn't feel right. I got to stop Got to do it anyway. Got to okay. show you love football. Okay. Got to show well, you love no, football. Well, no, I don't think he's that stupid that he's going to do that and go, wait, I'm going to go out here and, and give a B-minus or a C-plus performance. With a with my shoulder hurting, he's I I think is he it really, better to not show up then? Well, okay, is maybe it better to if not show that up happened, show up and say, if eh. if if that happened, but it <laughs> didn't. So then he threw, and he threw really well. He threw. Listen, the guy's worthy of being the number one pick. All that. So yeah, I know you. I know Mike. I know it's not like a necessity. And if he did just say no from the start, I don't think it would have changed a whole lot. It just makes Urban Meyer and Jackson feel feel better. It allows the propaganda machine to continue strong and all of that. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying, but all those ifs didn't happen, and he had a really good pro day. He's impressive. Like I said, he's worthy of being the number one pick. I don't think he's as good as Zach Wilson, but damn, you know, he's he is a he's a, he could be a star. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot to love about him, and I fully expect Jacksonville to take him at number one with Urban Meyer running that offense. It just bothers me that these guys are exploited their entire college careers and the exploitation continues even after their college careers are over. And they are so ingrained in it. They're so brainwashed by it that they don't even realize it's happening. Yeah. Comments like the one from Meyer. Most kids most kids wouldn't do it. He re- no, they all are wired to do it because they've been dealing with guys like Urban Meyer for years. They get mentally beaten down. They do whatever the coach wants them to do. And part of the development into professional athlete is there's a point where you have to be willing to say, I'm the coach of my life. I'm the master of my destiny, and I'm going to make business decisions that are in my interest. And I'm telling you, Chris, grand scheme of things, it was not in Trevor Lawrence's interest to go forward with that workout. Nothing to gain, everything to lose if he'd had a horrible day that day. And all we'd be talking about is can they really trust Trevor Lawrence, or should they take? But we're Zach not, Wilson. and we're talking about him and what he did well, and that he gutted through it and I did know. a positive. So he proved you wrong. Thank you. No, but you, you, you completely are missing You know, your, your ifs are missing the point. Stop with no, your ifs. He did it. Everybody if, liked it, if, and now they feel right. better. So if you're wrong, okay. which you are, move my on point, and go to commercial no, break. No. My, my, my point is if he would just said, I'm not doing it, he'd still be the first yes, pick of he, the Jacksonville he, Jaguars. Most li- you're There's right. There's a way yes. things could have unfolded that may have gotten the Jaguars to say, Thank yeah, you. we're not sure we can do this. Yes. All right, let's take a break. Thank we'll you. Live right after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> New feature. Oh, baby. Live. Oh, Stuff yeah. that happened while Sims had a three-day weekend. Oh, See the man. pina colada? I There's wish the I pina was there. colada. I love those pina coladas. The, the only thing we're missing is uh, some sort of a, a, a lit yeah. uh, that's item a, in your you're mouth. Right. That's, that's a false yeah. picture there. That would never happen yeah. right there. There would be trails of smoke flying in the air if that were the case here's what's amazing because it's now been four days since you've been on the show and the things that can happen in just four days amazing because since your three-day break ben roethlisberger 
signs his contract, takes a $5 million haircut. You got a haircut. I got a haircut. He got a hell of a haircut, a $5 million haircut. That's 26% of his compensation for 2021 gone. What was your thought on on something we had suspected every once in a while? Every once in a while, we're onto something. We thought they're going to squeeze him, and they squeezed more than 25% of his compensation out of his pocket. Squeezed? I mean, he did everything, right? I mean, he accepted the league minimum base, right? I just want to – for his age group. No. Well, league minimum base, he's still getting getting $14 Right. League minimum salary, the rest of it gets turned into a signing bonus yeah. so they can minimize the cap charge. Yeah, but but either way, he did the right thing, and and I was glad to see it. I mean, certainly. We talked about it from all angles. You know, we, it sounded like Big Ben was willing to do what he had to do to make his price more affordable. Okay, check that. That's done. You know, the Steelers, yeah, okay, maybe they weren't sure with where they were going to go with Big Ben and with that big number or anything like that. Okay, he gives them the, the green light to go there. And I still think they're in that what we've talked about a little last week, Mike, was, you know, who else are they going to bring in there right now that they really trust? I got to think the Steelers are looking at their own football team going like we're, we're, we're in the window still. I know it's not perfect and it might not be like the biggest window in the world, but that damn defense, I don't think is going anywhere. I don't. It's still going to be one of the top 10 defenses in football. I feel pretty confident in saying that. Now, offensively, it all is about the O-line and the running back to me. That's really where it is. And I think that's probably where they looked at it and just went, if we can just upgrade a running back and fix our O-line a little bit, we got wide receivers and things like that, and why couldn't we win football games with Big Ben at quarterback? And I think that was probably their logic at the end of the day, and uh, I understand it. This also gives the Steelers, this occurred to me yesterday because there's an item on Steelers.com saying that it's unlikely that Juju Smith-Schuster will be back because he's not going to take what the Steelers can afford to pay him. Right. The fact that Ben Roethlisberger gave up that money gives them a hammer in negotiations with current players who are due to become free agents, current players that they want to take less money. Ben did it. Ben did it. The best guy on the team did it. Franchise quarterback did it. Future Hall of Famer did it. If he can do it, why don't you do it? It's a twist on what the Patriots used to do to the other players because of Brady taking less. Right. Yeah, I, I hear you there. But Juju doesn't have all that money Big Ben's got in the bank either. He needs to strike. I know. And what's best uh, but I'm just saying, uh, Pittsburgh's got receivers. They don't need but, Juju. They need I know, to figure out how I'm, to get budget free and fill in the wave of that. But I hear you. They can squeeze others. We'll yes, be right okay. back. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mm-hmm. 